son of a farmer who was a son of a farmer. Yeah, my so. farming goes all the way back. Okay. Back to Eden for me. So we got a farmer on here. And I mean, when you're talking about agriculture in the Bible and themes, obviously throughout the parables, that is one of you know some of the most prominent images Jesus yeah. uses. And so when it comes to parables, you know, I've heard parables defined different ways. Yeah. Um, you know, I've heard an earthly story with a heavenly meaning, which I think it's an earthly story with heavenly meanings and a, a meaning for here and now. That's, that's why he tells them. And then I also heard one I liked once. It's a porthole like on a cruise ship through which we look and get a glimpse of the kingdom of God because yep. the parables often involve the kingdom of God. I mean, how do you think of parables? You know, one of my favorite quotes from Aristotle, he said, the soul never thinks without a picture. Hmm. And parables give pictures. Hmm. And what I see Jesus doing all the time is he is taking something that we can understand in order to help us grasp what we can't understand. Mm. And it's mm-hmm. para, right? It's alongside. Hmm. He's taking, um, like I say, there, it's, it's more than a metaphor, but it mm-hmm. is. And it's, he wants our souls to think. Because when our souls start thinking, it it kind of oftentimes has a way of getting under the radar of our mm-hmm. intellect that mm-hmm. is, is always critically thinking, like, well, how do I disagree with that? Or how do I disagree mm-hmm. with that? And often Jesus is telling these stories, and he's catching people. He, you immediately put them in story mode mm-hmm. and not sort of argument mode. Mm-hmm. And then before you know it, they've already bit the hook mm. he's and then he sets the hook right mm-hmm. it's almost I, like a back door i switched back the metaphor. Door to metaphor i'm a horrible metaphor <laughs> mixer okay yeah and so i mean about a third of jesus's teachings were in parables you know and in luke's gospel it's even more than that so he's kind of disarming people getting to their hearts yeah through a back way obviously teaching important messages that are more than love your neighbor right it's easy to say love your neighbor when you tell a story like, say, the Good Samaritan, oh, yeah. it takes on oh, that a different man, meaning. Yeah. It's, um, it's just constantly he's turning it. He's mm-hmm. turning. He's twisting it. And they don't know. They're not. See, you can't control a story. Mm. You you have to submit to it. Mm-hmm. And do you think the parables have one meaning? Each one has one meaning, or you think I mean, they're kind of you know bigger than that? I know I, a lot of people. A lot of people. It's I don't. I believe in with scripture so there's there's the intent of the author and there are ways to get at that but I also believe there is what I would call a multivalence Mm -hmm. to scripture that it has a meaning Mm -hmm. but that meaning is ever emitting revelation Mm -hmm. it's it's constantly interpreting itself in new situations and Mm -hmm. I sort of think about, lately I've been thinking about how like scripture, just think of it like there's a bucket of water and you take a a towel and you plunge it in the water Mm. and you pull it out. Scripture is like wringing out that water and you can never get all the water out. Mm. The more you twist it, the more water comes Mm. out. Mm -hmm. And so it can't mean anything you want it to mean, Mm -hmm. Um, but I do believe that you know, Jesus is telling them for 
specific reasons, mm-hmm. which which remain, but you can't nail them down so easy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. And so when it comes to scripture, I mean, I often pray when I'm preparing for messages. John Wesley, it's, I think it's in his notes in the New Testament. You know, may the Holy Spirit that inspired the scriptures continually inspire yes. the readers. So as we come to them again, different seasons, different situations right. in life. It's like a kaleidoscope. Yeah, like a kaleidoscope. So the parable of the sower is your favorite parable. Yeah. And, you know, for people out there watching, you know, if you've been in church a while, you've, you've probably heard the parable before. You heard it earlier. And, you know, the classic kind of preacher move, and it's a it's not a bad one. It's yeah. a good one, is, is to go through the soils, right? Because there's three main things. You have the soils, the seed, and the sower. Mm-hmm. So usually kind of go through the soil types and say, you know, it's like the Enneagram or Myers Briggs, right? <laughs> yeah. What type are you? Yeah. And, you know, okay, how do you change your type? How do you become the good soil that bears fruit? Yeah. Um, which I think is a is a fine thing to, to really think about yourself. I and, mean, you know, every time we read the parable, you have to say, am I receiving? Am I understanding? Am I heart of heart? But, uh, but in conversations with you before, I know there's more to the parable than just focusing on on the soil there's also the sower and the parable is traditionally called the parable of the sower yes. for a reason so how, how do, when you focus on the sower how do you feel like that yeah. changes it's not called the parable of soils hmm. now you're right about the meaning that's there but just lift up a little bit higher here and I have become convicted in my own reading habits of the Bible and I just find myself a quite, I would call myself, I'm challenged, but a, a functional reader. Hmm. And a functional reader is always trying to, like, where am I? Hmm. Which one am I? What's the application for hmm. me? What can I do to change the soil condition in my heart? And that's not bad, but I believe Scripture's core goal isn't primarily to reveal me it's to reveal God Mm. because the goal of scripture is to catalyze encounter with Mm. God Mm -hmm. with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. and we have no idea what God is like Mm. we have a sense of it from nature Mm -hmm. but it's scripture Mm -hmm. that reveals um what God is like, what's mm-hmm. his character. And this is the amazing thing about Jesus in these parables is he's trying to tell us. I mean, think about the mm-hmm. parable of the prodigal son. Mm-hmm. You know, so much that that that, term, that parable gets focused on the, the prodigal son, which mm-hmm. is good. But the point of the parable is to reveal the prodigal father, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. father who is completely so out of bounds in mm-hmm. his care and love for this son who's offended him Mm -hmm. and so that's meant to bring us into this like i see god Mm -hmm. so you say in this and the sower the sower is is jesus Mm -hmm. and but but interestingly too the sower is meant to be us Mm. and it shifts us from from just sort of passive soil to active sower, hmm. and um, and then of course I think 
the other critical dynamic is the seed itself. Mm -hmm. And the seed never changes. The The miracle is is in the seed. Mm -hmm. It's the Word of God. Mm. And you go back and read, always accomplishes the purpose for which it's sent. Mm. Bread for the eater. You know, Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's, and so, yeah, I have tended to focus my, at least what I've I've been learning Mm -hmm. around, I'm I'm with the soils, but it's much more about the sower and the seed. Mm -hmm. So thinking about the sower as Jesus, uh, you know, this is told in the midst of Jesus' ministry. He's proclaiming, he said, the kingdom of God. Um, He's sharing his message uh, really to all people, right? All, all the different types of soil. And so one of the things we've seen in the Gospels and we see, we've seen in Acts is that, you know, not everybody responds. Um, so it's not every seed is, is growing up in, a, in, a, in every soil. So when you think about the sower being Jesus Christ in this parable, what, I mean, what do you feel that reveals about Jesus's character, God's nature um, yeah. from this farming story. I mean, you're a farmer. Yes. Well, so well, first off, a farmer, a typical farmer is very judicious with seeds. Mm. They are not going to waste seeds mm. by planting them in places where they know nothing will materialize. Mm. I mean, they fo- they're focusing on getting the soil conditions right, and that's where they're, they want to plant seeds in the good soil. Mm-hmm. Okay? It's and that's that's our bent. It's we're efficiency minded. Mm-hmm. We want to maximize our productivity. We mm-hmm. don't want to waste our time mm-hmm. and our precious resources. Really, that comes out of a scarcity mentality. Mm-hmm. Jesus, in teaching about the kingdom, he's coming from a abundance mm-hmm. place, and he's saying, um, "There's unlimited seeds," mm-hmm. and I'm not looking for the good soil. I'm going to sow extravagantly mm. and everywhere and all the time. The path, the rocks, the um, thorns. Mm. And I, I, I'm not concerned. Grace should abound. Mm. It should be for all. Mm. This is another great word of like just the... Everybody gets a chance, mm-hmm. right? There's yeah, as Methodists we often call it prevenient grace. Prevenient grace. The seed is scattered everywhere. It's, everywhere. it's not just God says I'm going to choose the good soil. Hey, I'm 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 throwing on every square inch of the world. And what's fascinating is that this seed will will sprout anywhere. Hmm. It will actually grow in most places. Hmm. But this this that's the, how the story kind of gets into it, you mm-hmm. know. And then. So, I mean, we think about the sower sowing the seed, and then there's this image. I mean, Luke says it's a hundred times a return in the good soil. 30, 60, 100. And then yeah. 30, 60, 100. Um, I think in Matthew kind of says 30, 60, 100. So as a farmer, what does that mean? Because, I mean, when I read it even, I'm like, okay, what does that mean to have that kind of return for a seed? And Yeah, I mean, you know, when you're harvesting, you're counting like the farmer wants to know how many bushels per acre mm. did that field produce. Mm. And... It's always, I mean, like, what can one seed do? Hmm. <laughs> it's amazing just how much grain a single seed mm. c- can put off. But that's your yield. 
mm. and you want to have the maximum amount of bushels per acre, mm. um, and you're always wanting to see how you're just always amazed at how that can stretch and grow. I mean, we've we've begun to see when I was growing up, you'd see thirty bushels an acre of soybeans, and today we're seeing hundred bushel an acre mm. soybeans. Um, and so it's that fold word. It's, mm-hmm. it's multiplication. Mm-hmm. And again, that's the miracle of the seed. Yeah. So the disciples, they're listening to this. They're taking this in. They're trying to figure Jesus out. Yeah. I mean, how, how do he you think... He takes them backstage and even gives them a breakdown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is one of the few parables where he kind of says, hey... This is what it means. It's not a huge secret. Here's what it means. Um, so how do you think they took that as they kind of continued out in ministry and began the church like we've read about in the book of Acts? And Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, because... You know, he's trying to, Jesus is trying to break them out of their provincialism, out of like, well, where this isn't for the Samaritans, and mm. and he's, he's trying to train them to become extravagant sowers, mm. and to look, first off, to see everybody, mm. and you know, there's a lot of people that we see seeing. Hmm. In, in life, we, we they become like furniture, hmm. and, or we have them categorized in a certain category, mm-hmm. and we no longer see them. And if you don't see them, you're not sowing into them. Hmm. And so, I think that he's what Jesus is trying to do is to is to help them grow their confidence in the power of the seed, because you know he'll go a little bit later in Matthew 13, and he'll say. Listen, all you need is a mustard seed hmm. of faith because mm-hmm. everybody thinks, man, I got to have more faith, more faith, more faith, more faith. Increase our faith. And Jesus is saying, no, it's not about your quantity of faith. It's about the quality of what your faith is in. Hmm. And if you have even 1% faith, mm-hmm. that's a must, it's so, so small. Mm-hmm. Because everybody's like, I want to go to 50, 60, 70, 80% faith. No, 1%. He's like, 1% is all you need because it's not really, in the end, about your faith. It's Mm -hmm. about you taking some kind of risk on the power of this seed Mm -hmm. that becomes the largest tree in the garden. Mm -hmm. He's trying to shift it from like, let's work on our soil and let's work on our technique and let's Mm -hmm. get our methods better. Mm -hmm. And he's like, no, it's, it's really about me. Mm. Your the faith is in God, mm. who is able to say to this mountain, "Yeah, move." And reading it this week, I mean, just being in ministry and especially in this season where we're trying lots of new things. I mean, it feels like sometimes we're just scattering seed right. everywhere, seeing what what's growing. I mean, for me, it's been an encouragement reading the parable again as a church leader and thinking about just as a Christian sharing Jesus with people. Of You've you know, got- I think I think a lot of times we get disappointed, kind of get downtrodden, like Absolutely. it's not working. That's you know, right. we've been trying. I've been praying for this person. I've been praying for my child. I've been praying for all this. I'm not seeing anything happening. But, I mean, a lot of the work of the seeds is underground, right? It's, and it's in the soil. Right. And and you can't always tell what's going to happen. Well, and that's the thing. See, this is what you... I want to encourage you, Jonathan, and anybody who's listening, and particularly the people who are listening in your church, who are, like, not just sort of sitting there, mm-hmm. but they're sowing. Mm-hmm. The parable of the sower shows us that we have an extraordinary high fail rate Mm. in this work. Three out of every four seeds Mm. amounts to nothing. Mm. Okay? That's 75% fail rate. 
I mean, in baseball, you can be okay with that. Yeah. But not in life. Right. If you don't want to, f- that's very discouraging. And mm. and the hard thing about it is in two out of every four seeds, it looks like they're going to become something. Mm. You watch it mm-hmm. come out, only have to watch it die. Mm. But one out of every four seeds is a home run. Mm. It may be a... A solo home run, it may be a grand slam. That's 30, mm. 60, 90, right? Mm-hmm. And you may not always know it at the time, but this is where our faith comes in. Mm. It's like, this is a law of averages. Mm. This seed, every fourth seed is a home run. Mm. Do not let it stay in the sack. Mm. Mm-hmm. You've got to get it out there. Yeah. So two questions in what would you say, just for the average Christian listening who's hearing about sowing seeds and it's metaphorical, yeah. what would you say that means practically? And then two, you said you had a story about sowing yeah. seeds and failing. and, and I mean, but, I think that it means, well, first off, it means sowing the seed in your own life. It's, mm. it's the, the Word of God, mm. the Spirit of God. It cannot be overstated, the need for us to be actively allowing the Word of God and the Spirit of God complete access to our mind, our heart, Mm. every single day. Mm. And not in a sort of religious duty kind of way, but in a food Mm. kind of way. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm. It's, this is, Jesus said we don't live by bread alone, but by every word Mm -hmm. that comes from the mouth of God. And so in the first instance, if you want to be a sower, you have to start with your... your, The seed has to be sown in you Mm. over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. Um, And if it's not, we're just hollow. Mm -hmm. We don't have anything to sow because this is not... A religious show that we're putting on. This mm. is what happens. Is that I think I think of so the seed is sown in our hearts, mm-hmm. and it grows up, and it bears fruit, mm. and then that fruit becomes seed in our own life mm. that we sow, like the uh, testimony, like mm. just telling stories about what God has done mm. in your life. You have so many people in your circle. So what I'm not talking about is just going out and repeating Bible verses to people. That's (laughs) Mm. not sowing. That's not bad. God's Word has its way. Mm. felt like Joel Osteen when I said that. Yeah, that's all right. (laughs) God's Word has its way, Jonathan. (laughs) But it's, um, it's, it's the fruit of your life that you're mm. sowing into other people. It's the way that you love other people. It's mm. the way that you look after people, that mm. you watch over them, that mm-hmm. you that you do the unconventional mm. um, kind of generosity in mm. the lives of other people, and that you are always ready to bear witness to them mm. about mm-hmm. God's goodness and God's character, but. Mm. If it's not real in you, it's a hollow word. Mm -hmm. But if it's real in you, the word Mm. itself becomes 
activated in other mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Um, so s- sewing really is about extravagant, profound love mm-hmm. for people. Mm-hmm. And it's doing the kinds of things that God does. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, you know, we see it in Jesus. We see it both in the ordinary and we see it in the miraculous. Mm-hmm. And, and so get this, I was going to tell you that story. I, I remember it's been 20 years ago. I was leading a church down in Houston and I was working with a group of pretty new Christians. Mm. They were just becoming Christians. And I was it was so exciting to see, you know, we were doing a disciple Bible study mm-hmm. together and they were just eating it up. Mm. And they were getting with it. They were growing. Mm. And so I had what I call everybody has them a disciple 1A and a 1B. And you know, you think you hit the good soil and they turn out to be the rocky soil and the thorny soil. Mm. Like which is discouraging. I mean, it is. And so I I mean, I watched these two guys just wither. Hmm. after flourishing and just walk away. I mean, not not walk away from God, but lost their way hmm. in faith. Mm-hmm. And I was just so discouraged. I'm like, I've put a lot of sowing energy into these men, mm-hmm. and I feel like I wasted my time. But you never, no seed is wasted. Hmm. I'm convinced not even the the seed that the birds pick up on the path, that winds up going somewhere. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But this, so about 10 years later, uh, and I'd stayed in touch, but about 10 years later, one of these men just has a profound awakening Hmm. in their life. And really began to deal with the broken places mm. that they had so long carried and never exposed. Mm. And this man, I mean, he had gone through uh, multiple infidelities with his wife and a divorce and affair and remarriage. And, and he just woke up. The seed woke up in him. Mm. And he just got honest. Mm in the deep place in his heart and his life i mean he he is now a hundredfold wow soil wow he he's he planted a church over the last 10 years they've adopted probably eight children they foster mm. kids they've had their own mm. kids they've adopted children that that are coming right off of the streets of Houston mm. and um it's extraordinary hmm. to witness it. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I was just that, and I wasn't even the first. I mean, the, sewing happens every year. It's in mm-hmm. seasons. It's mm-hmm. like there's seasons of life. And mm-hmm. and, and what I think the, the sower wants, Jesus wants us to understand is don't give up on people. Mm-hmm. Keep on sewing. Keep on sewing because... Every day that something is not sown is another day in the future that something's not growing. Mm. Yeah. Right? And so Yeah, when's the best time to plant a tree? Exactly. Plant a seed. Right. 
20 years ago. 20 years ago, yeah, I forgot what the number was. Yeah. The second best time is, just, well, the first best time is 20 years ago. The second best time is right now. Today. Today, yeah. And as we wrap things up, you talked earlier about, you know, before we go out and sow seeds, we need to, you know, have them sown in our hearts. And uh, people might not know, you write a, a daily devotional. For how many years? Every now? day, seven years. For seven years, it's a miracle. Um, and so, I want to offer that to people as we can yeah. close out of. If they want to get on there and and hear more every day, it's it's scripture based, and then and then reflections. It takes about five to ten minutes to. Yeah, to go you can through. even listen to it. Yeah. So, where do they find that? Well, if you go to seedbed.com, you can mm. find it. But it's called the, the Seedbed Daily Text. If you were to Google Seedbed Daily Text, mm-hmm. you'll find it. Mm-hmm. I'd love for people to subscribe to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's a great, rich community. We have an incredibly active Facebook private, or not private, but it's a p- page mm-hmm. that has a l- tremendous amount of interaction. We fast together every Wednesday, mm-hmm. all this, mm-hmm. this group. We've started 24-7 prayer wow. that's been going since Easter mm. with this group mm. and it's a lot of churches are picking it up and forming little Bible studies around it mm. uh, so I'd love for people to we just go through a, a book of the Bible mm. a few passages just, just work our way through it we we just went through Exodus in the wilderness mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, through COVID yeah. and we just started 1 Corinthians actually yeah. this past Monday okay Wow. So please see yeah, that daily text. To, it's free. Love for you to do that, and um, it's expensive, but it's free. There okay? you go. <laughs> and it's it's sowing seeds, and I mean that's the type of thing you put it out <laughs> there every day, and you never know what happens. But yeah, thanks, John. Uh, here we are, and uh, let me close with a word of prayer. Yeah, Thank you I appreciate for, getting for to be with you. I appreciate what you're doing. Yeah, no, you're well, crushing it. Well, we're at Harvest Point. And we're sowing too. We're sowing definitely. And uh, God, we thank you for uh, your love and your grace. That, that comes to us. Uh, whatever soil we feel like we are right now, whatever soil we're going to be tomorrow, you continually sow into our lives. And we pray that you would uh, help us to receive that, to understand your word, to be transformed by your word, that we would bear fruit. And that through our fruit and the seeds in the fruit, we would go out and we would be able to share with other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, God, we know there are many people praying for uh, family members, children, neighbors. Uh, people who feel like they've been they've been doing the hard work for years. We pray that you would give us a spirit of encouragement today, a spirit of love, um, a spirit, your spirit that reminds us that you're always with us, yeah. working even when we can't see it. Yeah. And we ask all this in Christ's name. Amen. Amen.